God, you never cease to call even those far away, for it is your will that all be drawn into one fold. Attune our ears to the voice of the Good Shepherd, who leads us always to you, that we might, might find under your tender protection the fullness of life, life lived abundantly. We ask this through Jesus, the resurrection and the life, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the passage that follows from the Acts of the Apostles, St. Peter admonishes the people to repent, to be baptized, to receive the Spirit. From what half-life sin do we have to repent to make room in our hearts for the Spirit? A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. When the day of Pentecost had come, Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, for your children, and for, for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. And he testified with many other arguments and exhorted them, saying, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed his message were baptized, and that day were added about 3,000 souls. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The focus of this section of St. Peter's letter is directed to the slaves who were baptized members of the Christian community. If you were a slave abused by a nasty owner, how would your life in the spirit of Jesus shape your response to the cruelty? A reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, if you endure when you do right and suffer for it, you have God's approval. For to this, you have been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was abused, he did not return abuse. When he suffered, he did not threaten but he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. Christ himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that free from sins, 
we might live for righteousness. By his wounds, we have been healed. For you were going astray like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. The word of the Lord. Thanks. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said, Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them. And the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief only comes to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Deacon Jack told me before Mass that his wife Colette's family is joining us from Texas. So I want to say, howdy, y'all. When I looked at the responsorial psalm for this weekend's liturgy, I got excited. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. That's such a powerful image. I've been reading a book, uh, a shepherd looks at a sheep, an actual real life shepherd, and it's been an interesting read, kind of fascinating. But truth be told, this gospel text today is a bit of a challenge, maybe a bit disappointing, because this isn't the gospel of the good shepherd. In this gospel, Jesus says, I am the gate. All week as I wrestled with this gospel text, I kept trying to think of what, what does the shepherd say to the sheep? I have three prints of the good shepherd on my bedroom wall, and my favorite is one in which the sheep is nuzzled 
in in the arms of Jesus, and I'm imagining what is Jesus saying to that sheep. Then Jesus says, I'm the gate. I mean, what the heck does a gate say to you? Get in, stay out, whatever. I mentioned I've been wrestling with this text. Uh, You know, one of the difficulties we're we're having in this coronavirus time is that some of us miss our sports, huh? We we missed March Madness, uh, baseball season's beginning. We're, we're not seeing that. And there's a beautiful, a really neat essay in this week's Sports Illustrated by Michael Rosenberg. He says, we can watch reruns of old sporting events, and those are fun, but they come with an inherent flaw. Sports are fun because we don't know who will win. And if we are air only the most memorable old sporting events, we know who won. He goes on to write, clearly we need something new, something fresh, something, well, just something. People who used to say baseball was boring would now stay up late to watch batters adjust their gloves and spit. Track fans would watch an hour of false starts. Whenever the NFL draft comes back, a real draft with players walking slowly and and shaking hands like the world-class athletes that they are, it will seem like every Fast and Furious movie playing at the same time. Oh, the bar is low. But if anybody crawls under it, We will watch. Let's use our coronavirus creativity here. Baseball's home run contest is already popular. But what if players toss the ball to themselves like little league coaches? Imagine a hockey game where you're not allowed within six feet of another skater and you have to wash your hands between shifts. If a tree falls in a forest and nobody hears it, would you still watch the replay? And speaking of replay, remember those interminable, mind-numbing NFL replay reviews? Remember them? Don't you miss them? Scripture wrestling, you might look for us on ESPN, could be there. What I find yesterday in, in, in talking with the guys at, at the uh, Minute Prayer, the Minute Prayer Zoom session, I admitted to them, I acknowledged to them that I really was struggling with this text. I, I wasn't sure what to do with it, where to go with it. I asked them, for their counsel, for their advice. And they came up some, with some really good ideas. In our faith-sharing discussion, we talked about perhaps Jesus in John's gospel is the shepherd 
the sheep, the gatekeeper, and the gate. Could Jesus be all four of those? As we looked at that and, and, and talked about it, the guy started to say, well, maybe, maybe this gospel text with the, the gatekeeper and the gate and the shepherd, maybe this speaks to the, the belief we have in God as Trinity. Could it be that the Father is the gatekeeper? Could it be that Jesus is indeed the gate? And could it be that the Holy Spirit is the shepherd who leads us and moves us to where God wants us to be? That's something for all of us to reflect on today. Could it be that this passage about the good shepherd and the gate could this be the story of the Holy Trinity? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This passage in John's Gospel occurs right after the story of the man born blind who was cured by Jesus. Do you remember it? We proclaimed that. We broke that open on the fourth Sunday of Lent. If you remember the story, oh, the Pharisees were really all over this guy. They jumped on him and tried to, to argue with him because he acknowledged that Jesus was good. Jesus was a good person and that Jesus was doing the will of God. You remember the Pharisees got so put out that they kicked that blind man out of the synagogue. They were gatekeepers who shut the gate. They were like robbers and bandits who used their power for their own honor and sometimes for financial gain. They expected people, they expected people to observe the commandments completely, totally, in all the details. They expected those who were in ritual prayer to be truthful, to be, to be alive, to, to be bound by all the rituals and the rules. They were the robbers the bandits. They were the gate that shut people out. Jesus, the gate, isn't like that, is he? Jesus is open to us. Jesus is welcoming us. He's welcoming us to share the love of the Father. The open gate. I am the open gate. In one of her books, spiritual writer Paula Darcy talks about God's love. God loves us as we are, she writes. 
but he loves us too much to let us just stay that way. Reflect on that today. God loves us as we are, but loves us too much to let us stay that way. The gate is open. The gate to the pasture of God's love is open for us. Let's enter together. Having listened to the word of God, having heard this word of the scripture, which promises abundant life, we now turn to God with our prayer, asking God to help us to follow the Good Shepherd. Our response this morning is, Good Shepherd, hear our prayer. Good Shepherd, hear our prayer. For those who shepherd the church, especially the Pope, our bishops, pastors, deacons, and all who lead us in faith, we pray to the Lord. Good Shepherd, hear, hear our, our prayer. For nations at war and for all people affected by violence, that leaders may find a way to bring justice and peace to their lands. We pray to the Lord. Good Shepherd, hear our prayer. For those who respond to the voice of the Good Shepherd, calling them to help shepherd the flock for ordained and lay vocations among God's people, we pray to the Lord. Good Shepherd, hear our prayer. For all who have suffered physical, mental, or emotional trauma, that they may find relief and comfort through the assistance of others, especially during this time of crisis, we pray to the Lord. Good Shepherd, hear our prayer. For all who have wandered far from the fold, that they may hear the voice of the Good Shepherd and be open to responding in hope and wonder, we pray to the Lord. Good Shepherd, hear our prayer. For all who are on the front lines of this COVID-19 pandemic, especially our healthcare workers and first responders, for all who are unable to stay at home but must work to provide for their families, May God continue to protect them and keep them in good health. We pray to the Lord. Good Shepherd, hear our prayer. That all of us gathered in our homes or wherever we are, being here at this Mass, may we know the peace of the Lord that banishes all fear. We pray to the Lord. Good Shepherd, hear our prayer. For our sick, may the risen Christ visit them with healing power and new hope. For all who have died, may they live forever with Christ in the glory of the resurrection. We pray to the Lord. Good Shepherd, hear our prayer. For all the intentions written in our parish book of prayers, and those we hold in the silence of our hearts, we pray to the Lord. Good Shepherd, hear our prayer. If you believe and I believe, and we together pray, the Holy Spirit must come down and set God's people free. And set God's people free. And set God's people free. The Holy Spirit must come down and set God's people free. Let God's people say amen. Amen.
Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.